Rumah panjang anggun berdiri, ruang ruai tempat berborak. Buluh panjang panso berisi, sajian gawai keluarga daya. Selamat Hari, Hari gawai. gawai! We hope you have a great and safe celebration even though it has to be at home lah. You know what, I really really miss Sarawak. It's like every year I plan to go there during uh, you know, Gawai or Kamat. And somehow belum jadi lagi ni. Ya lo, 19, eh 19 pula, 2020, 2021 I think. It just feels so odd not go. to be in Borneo lah for more than a year because of this pandemic thing. Because I've always been there like what? Every alternate month I'm there. Like now it's like, wow, sudah lebih setahun I didn't go. I know. So actually for me, um, I went more to Sarawak uh, in the past few years. And I have to say, I really miss the Chasu Pao at the night market in Cebu. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. I know the one. This is like a quite interesting market, I would yeah. call it. Eh? And a bakery in Kapit. Oh, I know what I miss. When I go Kuching, there's all this red stuff like Miss Kekolo, Mi Merah, Kuitiao, Tomato. But Kolomi can kind of get here lah. But you don't get the red one here lah. And definitely not at 3 ringgit. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It doesn't taste the same anyway. But yes, as usual, we end up talking about food because we're Malaysians, right? <laughs> yeah, because food unites people, you know. It's like over a lot of different meals with different people is where I gather all the stories that we tell lah, such as the Gawai story. Uh-huh. So like, come, let me try. Once upon a time. <laughs> no lah. Every episode is once upon a time. I'm just going to casually tell you the story, okay? So in the olden times, every village lah in Sarawak would actually um, determine how they celebrate their own Gawai Day lah. So uh, it used to be different days. It's not like a state-wide kind of thing because it's decided by the dreams that the their priests have or their shaman have, that kind of thing. And then at the end of every harvest season, around the month of June mostly, so it's said that, you know, Gawai Day is always a hot sunny day. Like our Chinese New Year is always a hot sunny day. I don't know why, Chinese New Year is always hot. It's like hot in the afternoon <laughs> and then it rains heavily in the evening. So yeah, apparently Gawai is also like that. Most hmm. of the government. Somehow, I think when they follow the moon, uh, the lunar calendar, it's quite accurate lah. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, full moon, half moon, maybe they just know. That's true lah. Like it's that, also Chinese, right? Chinese lunar calendar, kan? Hari so Raya also, they see moon, what? Yeah, that's mm. very interesting. So anyway, it's during this day that the villagers go around and give thanks for their blessings and their harvest. And then, you know, everyone from old to young, men, women, children, all come together to give offerings to the spirit that they'll be given another year of abundance, wow. harvest and stuff like that. And the celebration will continue for days and days and weeks and weeks. Our East Malaysian friends really know how to party! Yeah, cuti sampai bulan depan, you know. And that's also because, right, back then, all the villagers will visit other villagers. Mm-hmm. And it's not like now, like, unite kereta, one hour sampai. They probably take a few days to walk so the festival continue, true. like, over and over and over again. But it's quite cool, lah. I suppose you walk to the other village. I've never experienced that before. I mean, the closest would be Garaling, right? <laughs> yeah, it's quite different lah. But la. that's just two houses. Imagine walking to the next kampong. Wow, that's a good... I like that comparison, Juita Suita. <laughs> I mean, walking to the next kampong, but it's more exciting for the young people, the young adults. You know why? Why? Because they've never been there before? No. Be, Gawai Festival is the only time they can go to another village and look at other youngsters in the other villages and look for their mate. Cari lover. Oh. Yeah, musim mating lah kita panggil. Musim mating. <laughs> Wow. 
Yeah, that's a legend lah. People say lah, young people uh, use gawai to look for their mates. I see. Okay, but according to history lah, I read somewhere, right? That it wasn't until 1957 that there was this concept of hari gawai. Because they all celebrate on their own ma. Correct. Right? According to their own harvest. And apparently, this concept came to be through a English radio broadcaster. Really? Yeah, Tan Kingsley Owen Liang. <laughs> okay, I know people for, with all those four names. <laughs> wow. But it was Tan Kingsley, the English broadcaster, and Owen Liang, the program organizer. So it was them who came up with this concept. Wait, wait, wait. Rewind the job. Hmm. Can we tell our friends what Gawai means and what Dayak means? I mean, it's called Gawai Dayak, right? Okay, so Gawai means celebrate lah. Celebration, kan? Yeah, I think celebration, like ritual, festival. Yeah. But the word Dayak is the one that's very interesting because to us, we always say Orang Dayak, Orang Dayak. So when I finally found out what Orang Dayak means, I was a bit like, wow, totally corrected my understanding of the word Dayak. Yes. So Orang Dayak is not a tribe. You don't say, oh, the Dayak tribe. Actually, the natives of Sarawak kind of are collectively called Dayak. And the interesting thing is, the term Dayak also came from Orang Putih. <laughs> they never called themselves Kind of like die up before that, you know. I think the the English maybe administrators James Rook, um, decided or thought we have to figure out a name like you know like a collective name lah. What do, do we call these people? Like natives, natives like the best kind. And I read somewhere okay, I, I it's not verified. I don't know whether it's true or not. But apparently, right, he pinjamed the name from a uh, American uh, native. So like how you know, you know, the Red Indians are called Indians because they thought they were in India. Then they called the Daya <laughs> by an, <laughs> a Native American name. So that's the story. Tell me if it's true or not, okay? If you are from Sarawak, but that's what I read lah. <laughs> so there you go. Dayak is actually not a puak. It's a normal cast for all the Native people in Sarawak lah. So people like Bidayu, the Ibans, yeah. the Kayas, the Kenya, Kalabi, Smurud, and then I got 101 more. Mm. So yeah, then so you, the when you and put the together la. So when you put together la, Gawai Dayak is actually the People's Harvest Festival. Correct. Yeah. So seven years later, uh, the state government gazetted June 1st la, as the annual public holiday. So sudah jadi official. It's not by the moon anymore. It became Gawai Dayak, 1st of June. Forever and ever. Every year. Well, I think the lunar calendar don't change that much, does it? <laughs> anyway, it's the only day that everyone welcomes people to their longhouses. You know, um, they always say that longhouse, you need to go in. When you go in, you need to ask permission from the head of the longhouse to just um, be welcome and stuff like that, kan? So this is the day that you can masuk lah. You can, you know, masuk lah. But of course, um, here's the thing. They say when you go to the longhouse, mm-hmm. like to feel welcome, you normally talk to the head and then he normally serves you tua. Okay, the okay, wait, wait, wait. Have you been to a long house? No, but I heard so much about it. Sometimes I feel like I have, but actually I haven't. Ah, so right. Okay, um, I rewind a little bit. There is uh, three types of long house, surprisingly, that I've learned. So my first experience was um, actually been a Cebu long house, traditional long house. Have to drive like from Cebu town, like maybe one hour. And it's wooden and stuff like that. I remember being a bit... Uh, scared to walk away because the wood looks very old okay. and they just patch got lobang they just put new so you can see like old and new patch patch, patch. I'm like you stable but it's like this long thing at the edge of a cliff and I'm a bit like wow. what if I miss a step and fall in that kind of stuff okay. so it's like a very traditional long house mm-hmm. and then after that I remember coming out and they sent me to another long house which was like this one considered long house ah, when I look at it 
Because it's this long concrete thing on the ground. It's like it has cement. But oh, it's, it's the same before. structure. Ah. It also 50 houses. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, then she said, it's some modern longhouse. And then I've been to the, the hybrid one. In between side, uh, the cement and the wooden one. And I thought that it's quite interesting. You got three different uh, stage of long houses. But the cement ones are, like you said, on the ground. La. What about the hybrid? Are they on Separo, stairs? separo. Oh. Yeah, so they they probably be like half cement and half wood that I've seen before last. Yeah, quite interesting lah. So um, every time you go in, they serve you tuak, and then um, if you know lah, I don't know. People tell me like Gina, when they serve you tuak, ah, you be careful, okay? Because sometimes ah, they poison their guests, you know. Ayo. And then ah, so I'm like, but then you don't drink ah, it's called disrespectful. So but I don't think they poison you on purpose, right? Unless you are like the the because warring back tribe. Then, <laughs> yeah, back then that's what they do. You see, they right. don't like a guest. They just. Uh, and no one guess, knows uh. and no one knows because <laughs> you're in a community and stuff like I that yeah. so I remember every time I go there I'm like a very frightened one and I was like I look at the person then normally we are brought by locals la. so right. I would say oh local fella can drink so I drink no right so you wait for them to drink first la. I try to because <laughs> I don't want to be rude ma. and do you have to finish it Yes, you have to finish it because tua, which is the uh, brewed rice wine actually symbolizes long life Ah, you know, okay. So if they serve it to you with this yeah, Out of good intention Then they are wishing you a long life la. But okay. if they do something else with it Then, um. then it, end, of, end of the line <laughs> yeah. But okay, so you have to take it in one shot Or you can drink slowly As long as you get to the bottom of the, uh, of the One glass. shot la. Normally small glass la. They don't give ah. a big one It's like those you go to drink at some bar Or something okay. like those like, So it's like yeah, small, yeah, small, small right. glass la. Okay, I shall remember that yeah, just remember to like pray. God bless this tua. Um. Yeah, help me not to knock out. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Because a uh, different tua is different taste. You can never really quite find the same one. Because mm. they have depends on the recipes. rice or so, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Gawai celebration is always around the same time as Kamatan yes. in Sabah. Yes. So um, let me just say that again. Uh, Gawai is the Sarawak Harvest Festival. Mm-hmm. Kamatan is the Sabah Harvest Festival. Almost the same time. So yeah. Yeah, so before we share some Kaamatan stories, let's bring our friends to Sabah through a brand new song by our Sabahan friend, Maya Bayu. Oh, her latest release, I've heard it, so exciting! This is Petal Cry. Water your roots and make you stronger I know you well and you do not belong here Come to a place where you don't have to
Sebidang sawah selesai dituai, buah sukun melebat di dahan. Unduk ngadau sugandoi dan tapai, tradisi temurun, pesta keamatan. Yeah, there's one pantun for Sarawakian friends and one pantun for Sabah friends. Kiranya saya tak pilih kasih lagi. <laughs> Baguslah tu, bagus, bagus, bagus. Yeah, anyway, just like Gawai Keamatan also has a legend behind the festival. So, you want to share that legend with our friends? Because you cannot pronounce the name, dude. Yeah, I always give you the hard one. The name's so hard to pronounce. I have me start, okay? A long, long time ago. <laughs> Again. <laughs> In the land below the wind, which is Sabala, the Kadazan Dusun people enjoyed a staple grain called Huvong with their god. Their god's name was Ko. <laughs> See, I told you where hard to pronounce. Kinoingan. Kinoingan. I've heard them say Kino Rohingan, but maybe that means God. But Kinoingan, I think, is the name. Kinoingan. Kinoingan. Okay, okay, sabong, sabong. Okay. So one day, because of a terrible rebellion, a great famine swept over the land. It was so severe that they neither had grain to plant nor consume. 
Kinoingan's heart went out to his people, but the only way to save them was to sacrifice his only daughter, Humi Nodun. See, I told you they got all this name I cannot pronounce. Humi, Humi Nodun. Nodun. Yes. Humi Nodun, the daughter, was beautiful, kind-hearted, and blessed with wisdom beyond her years. She knew that her body would give rise to edible plants. So she offered herself so that her people would never starve again, but told her father to keep away the first day's harvest in a big jar or a kakanan. Oh, that's why they always have like big, big jars to keep their okay, rice. It is said that the whole world went dark when Kinoengan sacrificed Huminodun and scattered her flesh on the earth. Seven days later, a beautiful maiden stepped out of the kakanan. She was referred to as... Undok Ngadau, which is the spirit of Hominodun. <laughs> You're going to say something? <laughs> yeah, but never mind. You continue first. <laughs> that same day, the people saw a beautiful harvest of rice and there was no famine in the land again. I want to say that Undok Ngadau sounds very familiar. Isn't that the beauty contest that they always have area in Sabah? Yeah, lo. So the Undok Ngadau pageant is held every year during the harvest festival or what the Sabahans call Tadao Kaamatan, to honour and remember the spirit of Hominodun, who saved them from the famine. So it wasn't like this Sukahati Mia uh, beauty contest. Lah. It's actually to honour this princess who have saved them from the flooded Sawah party, so that they have a lot, lot of party and nasi and all that. Lah. I tell you, ah, my girlfriends who are in Sabah, they spend so much money and time to dress up in this Unduk Ngadao beauty contest lah, you know. You remember what our friend Clarissa Harry said? It takes hours just to put on the tradition, the full traditional attire with all the accessories yang senangnya berat-berat tapi bersinar-sinar. Yeah, because there's so many layers of it, right? And I think she was saying you need other people to help you to pakai also. Yeah. You just stand there and then people will dress you up slowly. Correct. Wow, and just pusing, pusing, pusing. But it's nice lah. I think it's it's very meaningful to have a reason uh, behind this pageant you know it's not it's just not another beauty contest like oh who's more beautiful i mean how can you even like compare who's more beautiful right i think it became a very like a how is it tribe uniting contest because right all the tribes would dress up in their traditional wear yes and then show off like i would call it show off they even have the guy version now you know Oh, okay. Yeah, so they have the Undong Agau, um, Lelaki and Perempuan. The and guys are called Tanak Wagu or something, right? Yeah. Ah, I can't Sumanda remember. and Tanak Wagu. Yeah, but they all like really dress up once a year. And I always thought like, well, why they make such a big, big thing out of it? But mm. since it's based on this legend, then I think it's very, very much rooted to the culture. Yes. And they all wear, like like Gina was saying, they are different uh, traditional clothes. And then it's got this... You know, you root for your own kampong, your own state. And then that's how it goes lah, from one level, one level to the finals. Lah. So the final is like, wow, you know, the ultimate. But through <laughs> the process, you get to see how every tribe traditional attire looks like. Because actually without this beauty contest, right? Yeah. You don't get to see it anymore. But because of it, they keep the culture alive. They That's keep the true. Fashion. That is you know? very true. Very I true. I cannot imagine like, uh, you don't see us wearing Chong Sam every day anymore. But <laughs> thank God we still know Chong Sam because it's Chong Sam. But theirs is like layers and layers. And I remember Clarissa said every layer has a meaning. This belt is yes. I don't know what. And, and the name. One. Correct. It's very mind-blowing kind of thing. And I think on top of that, so it's more than the clothes, they also have to sing or display some, you know, uh, Show their talent in the tribe. 
Yeah, so they display what is the inti lah of their of their village, you know, their their kind of dance, which is different lah in every tribe, which is so cool lah. So cool. <laughs> Maybe we should go to one of those competition and just watch them, you know, learn so much more just by just one spending. day, kan? Yeah. Bila ada peluang, we will go. Anyway, now that we have shared two stories of the two massive harvest festivals celebrated in Sabah and Sarawak, let's take this opportunity to wish all our Sabah friends Selamat, Selamat Hari Kaamatan! Kami rindu-rindu Sabah and Sarawak. Oh. We will be visiting lah when the pandemic is over. We'll definitely fly again. Fly over again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Can't wait. Meanwhile, makan-makan lah on our behalf. Kami tengah rindu-rindu nak makan ni. So now, I'm thinking of this nilopot. Nilopot ka? Linopot? Linopot! Nasi bungkus sabah. Wow. So yeah, once again, while I go hunting for rice, which is not as good as the rice that you guys have there in your nasi bungkus, uh, I'm Gina Yaplayong. And I am Juwita Suito, signing off as Songs and Stories. enjoyed this podcast feel free to share it with your friends and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform you can also follow us on twitter at stories malaysia or check out our videos on our facebook page songsandstories.com.my see you there